Why Draymond Green's not going anywhere. Let's go. Oh, hey there. Thanks for joining us. John Lund Unleashed. Barry, a sports talk with me, John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco. We'll get into Draymond Green, and he's not going anywhere, and it's pretty obvious. We'll tell you why in just a moment. You'll hear from Adrian Wojnarowski. But thank you so much if you're listening on the podcast. Always appreciate you taking us with you wherever you're going. Maybe you're driving. Maybe you're working out. Thank you so much. Get the podcast and subscribe. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Listen that way. Watch on the YouTube channel. We always put fancy graphics up there, and you can hear from well, you'll hear from Adrian Rojnarowski, but you can see the teams with salary cap space and why I think it's about a 99% possibility, 99.99999 possibility that Draymond Green is going to remain in Warriors colors at least, I think, as long as maybe even Steph Curry. I think he wants the three-year deal, which would match Steph Curry, and then the Warriors would make that decision and the finances and everything. And you hear from Joe Lacob and Mike Dunleavy was introduced today, so we'll get into all those things in the podcast and on the YouTube channel tonight. Subscribe on the YouTube channel. All you have to do is search John Lund Unleashed. And then, of course, you can listen to me weekdays on KNBR, KNBR 680, KNBR.com on the stream, the new KNBR app, and we're on YouTube and Twitch as well. That's 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. with the voice of the 49ers and the former voice of the Warriors, Greg Papa. So make sure that you tune in with us 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Now, as far as Draymond Green is concerned, a few different things, and then I'll let you hear from Adrian Wojnarowski if you don't believe me. But the Warriors at every turn in Mike Dunleavy's press conference on Monday was no exception to the rule. Uh, Joe Lacob saying that we wouldn't have these championships without Draymond. Duh. And Mike Dunleavy saying they very much want him back. So that's been consistent throughout the organization. Uh, we all know how to spot lies uh, within organizations. They say nice things like when they talked about Jordan Poole or Jonathan Kaminga. We like those guys. That didn't convince me. But when it came to Draymond Green, it certainly did. And as Joe Lacob said, they wouldn't have the championships without him. And as Mike Dunleavy said and Bob Myers said before him and Steve Kerr said after the season, they're not a championship contender without Draymond Green. And if you're a non-Warriors fan and you don't think he brings that much to the table because you're looking at points and rebounds and different things like that, then you just don't know how the Warriors have worked throughout these years. Plus, if you go along the lines of it's not going to be a the old guys and the young guys, we're going to try to mesh the two and we're going to try to do two things at once, it is clearly now shifted to we're maximizing Steph Curry. Well, Steph Curry's running mate, well, it very well may be Klay Thompson. It is very much so Draymond Green. And so they're not they're not going to maximize Steph Curry and not keep Draymond Green. So a lot of times general managers, front office types, they're lying or they're saying certain things. In this case, this is 100% the truth. The Warriors love what Draymond Green has brought to the table, minus a few things, obviously, as Joe Lacob has said. But as he said, the good far outweighs the bad, as he said at the press conference today, and they do want Draymond Green back. So let's couple that with, and I'll play Adrian Wojnarowski after that, but these are the teams with cap space. I think Draymond Green wants to go to one of these teams. Houston Rockets have, and I'm going all the way to the right side there if you're watching on the YouTube channel, projected space. $59 million for the Rockets, great. Draymond doesn't want to go through that. The Pacers can give him $27 million. The Pistons is, quote-unquote, hometown team, $29 million. $38 million for the Spurs. Do you want to be uh, Victor Wombayama's uh, right-hand man in San Antonio? Greg Popovich is there. They don't have state tax in Texas. Okay. Orlando, Oklahoma City, up-and-coming team. They have $32 million in cap space. Does he want to mentor a bunch of young guys down there? And then Utah, 
with Danny Ainge, they've completely blown that thing up, and they don't really have – I mean, they have Laurie Market and they have a couple of core guys, but they still need some core players. Do you think Draymond Green wants to go through U- to Utah and maybe make the playoffs? they got $45 million. So Houston, Indiana, Detroit, San Antonio, Orlando, Oklahoma City, and Utah. Those are teams that are clearly rebuilding, and those are the teams that have clear cap space to say to Draymond Green, look, we'll pay you more and longer. Are you interested in coming down here and mentoring players? And at this point of his career, and we know this, Draymond Green, that's going away in three, two, and one. And we all know that Draymond Green at this point of his career really doesn't have a whole lot of interest in the regular season. So does he have a a real interest in the regular season playing for any of those teams? Because those teams have to play in the regular season. No thanks. So if the fear is Draymond Green's going to sign with someone, those are the teams. Detroit, yeah, maybe. But going home ain't what it's cracked up to be, and we always make that mistake in sports. Oh, this guy wants to go home. Kevin Durant's from D.C. Has he ever gone home? I mean, there's a bunch of guys who are from certain places. They don't just clamor to go home. In fact, Aaron Judge didn't want to come home because he liked having the separation in New York and San Francisco, home and not home. And that's how I feel about things. You know, I'm from Southern California. I like where I live. I don't clamor to go home, and I've really never clamored to go home. I like having the separation between where my family and a lot of my friends are versus where I live, and I think a lot of people are like that. So I think that whole thing's overblown. So, I mean, look, if Detroit comes out under Monty Williams and says, here's six years, you think James Wiseman wants to see Draymond Green again? Probably not. I mean, if they're going to double his money and, and go like 150, then we might have a conversation about that, but I just don't think anybody's going to do that for 33-year-old Draymond Green. So back to the Warriors. What's it going to take? He opted out of one year and $27.6 million. It was obvious from the get-go, and I said that on my KMBR show to anybody that would listen until I ran into air that that was obvious. Rich Paul Clutch Sports announced it today, it being Monday, and that's not a surprise whatsoever. Now, it would seem to me, if I'm the Warriors, that I'll give him three years to line up with Steph Curry, and I'll see where my team is in three years. And it would seem to be that if he's opting out of 27.6, he doesn't have to make more AAV, average annual value, but he probably, obviously, over that three years, wants to make something in that range. So, depending, and again, you're going to be bidding against yourself because the teams I showed you, he just doesn't want to go to one of those teams. And if he wants to and is going to threaten you to, then I would say, go ahead, Draymond, go to Orlando, go to Houston, go to Detroit, go to Oklahoma City, go to Utah. I don't think you will. I dare you to. So, that's the one side. You, I, there's really nobody to negotiate with. As far as the sign and trade is concerned, everybody was mentioning the Lakers. If the Lakers wanted to, get in, wanted to get into the cap, they could. But it would cost them D'Angelo Russell and Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves and Malik Beasley. So all those guys that they got at the deadline outside of Reeves, who was already there, but it opened up his game having all those other guys. So all those guys that everybody was giving them accolades for acquiring and getting rid of Russell Westbrook, they would have to lose every single one of those guys to bring in Draymond Green. And Draymond Green, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, is, is that team winning an, an NBA championship? Not to me, because they need all those other bench pieces. So he's not going to the Lakers. That doesn't make sense as a sign-and-trade. Plus, the Warriors aren't going to help the Lakers out. Who are you going to get in return from the Lakers? You want Anthony Davis? They're not giving you that. Austin Reeves for, for Draymond Green? That doesn't make sense for the Warriors. So that's not happening. Sacramento Kings would have to do a sign-and-trade. Are the Warriors, after going through a first-round series with the Kings, going to do a sign-and-trade with the Kings to help them? Likely not. I mean, you want to give me De'Aaron Fox? I wouldn't take some bonus. Uh, so, I just it doesn't make any sense. The Kings aren't going to do that anyway. So, sign-in trades don't make a heck of a lot of sense. I don't think the Warriors would agree to a sign-in trade. 
if he wants to threaten them with one of those bad teams that have salary cap space, I think the Warriors would say, look, we're not bidding against ourselves. So you want to go home to Detroit? Go ahead. And you can deal with Cade Cunningham, and you can deal with, you know, there's just, that's a, a team that is, very, that is very far away. Still, Oklahoma City's far away. Utah's far away. All those other teams. He doesn't want to be the caddy to Victor Wumbayama, even though he's probably got a ton of respect for Greg Popovich. So no team stand out as a team that Draymond Green could, could go to, fit in, be that guy, unless he wants to be a mentor and not win championships. And he's only about winning championships. So Draymond Green has come out and said he wants to, to ride with Steph till the end. Uh, the organization, whether it be Bob Myers, Mike Dunleavy, Joe Lacob, said we want him back. Steve Kerr said we're not a championship team without him. And again, while front offices lie and while players lie, because that's the business and you got to keep leverage on your side, I believe that everybody is telling 100% the truth because Draymond Green fits. And oh, by the way, Steph Curry wants him around. And if things weren't shifted already, they're shifted to full-time, full-bore, full-speed ahead all about maximizing Steph Curry, and Draymond Green has got to be part of that. Now, next offseason, when it's Clay Thompson's turn, that's going to be interesting depending on what kind of season he has. He was talking about max money. He's not a max guy anymore. Draymond Green has mentioned that word. He's not a max guy anymore. So to me, opting out of 27.6, Steph Curry's got three years left. It's really not that difficult. Probably $75 million, maybe $80 million. I mean, Draymond Green might come out and say, I don't deserve a pay cut, but this is age 34, 35, and 36 seasons. I think if you give Draymond Green coming off a 4-100, and 100, if you gave Draymond Green, say, 3-80, and 3-75, and 3-80, something in that range, then I think that this is a pretty easy negotiation, and this is a whole lot of nothing. He, he opts out. Sports Center's talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. I just don't see it. I, I don't see him having leverage. I don't see him being able to drive up a price. I don't see a team going in there and saying, we'll give him five years. I mean, would Detroit say we'll give him five years? If they're going to say that, I have to say good riddance to, to Draymond Green. And maybe I do a sign and trade with Detroit and I get Isaiah Stewart or somebody like that. That's not what I want to do. But I just don't see a team on the cusp. And I don't see Draymond Green saying, geez, I can't wait to get back to Michigan so that I can mentor a bunch of young Pistons and maybe be the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. That's not where Draymond Green is in is in his career. So that's as, that's as far as what I'm seeing so far. Hit your comments under the comment section on the YouTube channel. And again, you can hit me up anytime at John Lund Radio. Agree, disagree, what do you think of the Draymond Green situation? I think it's a whole lot of nothing. I think Draymond Green's going to sign three more years with the Warriors, uh, align himself with Steph Curry's contract, and as he said, he's going to ride. Everybody wants it to happen, and only the bad teams have salary cap space, and they're not doing a sign and trade with the Kings and the Lakers. Here's Adrian Wojnarowski. On with Scott Van Pelt explaining more about the Draymond Green situation, if you don't believe me. Yeah, I talked to both Rich Paul, his agent today with Clutch Sports, and Mike Dunleavy Jr., the new GM in Golden State. Uh, Listen, these are two sides who very much want to get a deal done. Uh, Draymond and Rich Paul, they're not really posturing here, threatening that they're going to go somewhere else. There are great options out there for them. Uh, teams with cap space like Detroit in his home state of Michigan, and then a bunch of other contenders who would need help from the Warriors in sign-and-trade scenarios. But I think there's certainly a desire on both sides to stay together. They want each other. Uh, I think Draymond uh, Green, the idea of continuing with Steph Curry and, and with Clay Thompson and certainly uh, Steve Kerr, I think it means the world to him. It's just a matter of a negotiation. 
you know, is it a four-year deal? Is it a three-year deal? Uh, I don't sense at all any real sense on either side that this could get sideways. It, okay. it could happen. He becomes a free agent, Scott. Uh, but I think uh, these sides are destined uh, to reunite. So there you go. If you need credibility, if you need backing, Adrian Wojnarowski seems to think the same thing. He does give himself an out to say, well, something. And again, the only something there is not the Warriors helping a team like the Lakers or the Kings sign and trade Draymond. It would be a team, and the only team that makes logical sense there to me would be a team like the Pistons just saying, here's five years and, I don't know, $150 million to, to Draymond Green. And then he has a decision to make. But the Warriors are saying, I don't think they'd max out more than 80 or $85 million. I don't think they go to 90 That's $30 million per season for Draymond. I just don't see it. Um, I could see them maybe maxing at that point. But, again, every dollar to Joe Lakeup is times about five. So, I mean, could they go three and 90 I guess that would be the max, max, max. And if Detroit said, we'll give you five and 150 now that's a $60 million difference. I still think Draymond Green would want to win with the Warriors then count his money with the Pistons because he's got more money than he needs than he needs the rest of his life anyway, and he's got a lucrative media career ahead of him. He's going to go to TNT or ESPN or somebody like that, and he's going to make a bunch of money in that field as well. So Draymond Green is not going to be hurting for money. Draymond Green, when he retires from the game, he's 33 now, say four or five years from now when Draymond Green retires, he's going to go right into media, and he's going to make a bunch of money at that anyway. So, again, guys, look, guys don't leave money on the table. If Detroit offered 150 which I still don't think they would, uh, I still think he'd come back to the Warriors as crazy as that sounds. Again, give me your thoughts on that. So there's Adrian Wojnarowski on it. There's my thoughts on that whole thing. And then finally, as far as Mike Dunleavy is, is Mike Dunleavy is concerned, he was introduced as the Warriors general manager on Monday. He looks like Bob Myers. He acts like Bob Myers. Kind of talks like Bob Myers. Has good hair like Bob Myers. I don't know if he looks like him, but he has good hair like Bob Myers. They mentioned he and Joe Lake up a bunch of times collaborative effort. It's a collaborative effort. And even though Joe Lacob said that no roles will change and Mike Dunleavy is going to be the final decision maker on basketball operations and basketball decisions, that's laughable because that person's Joe Lacob. So Mike Dunleavy can do a bunch of different things, but this isn't a general manager situation where you have full power. That's not what the, the Warriors are. It is a collaborative effort, a family effort, a team effort. And then when it comes down to making big decisions, they all turn and look and they say, what do you think, Joe? And Joe Lacob is actually the final decision maker for all basketball decisions. So the only thing I wonder about Mike Dunleavy, and he answered this question, he played for 15 years in the league. And what's his relationship like with Steph Curry? What's it like with Draymond Green? What's it like with Clay Thompson? What's it like with the players? Because Bob was so good as they liaison between the front office, the players, Steve Kerr, all those kind of things. And oh, by the way, the big question that wasn't answered in Monday's press conference is, What's going to happen with Steve Kerr's contract? Maybe that's Steve Kerr sitting back and saying, let's see what this iteration of the Warriors is. Can I win a championship? And Steve, just like Bob Myers, who just left the organization, could do anything. He can coach. He can be general manager, uh, be a general manager. He could go back into TV, the easy life, and hang out. And he was a great commentator. So Steve has a lot of different options, just like Bob Myers, who was an agent, ran teams, is a great leader. Bob Myers had a lot of different things he could do. So Steve Kurtz is kind of going to be a wait-and-see situation. And then lastly, like I said, Draymond Green, they were very clear they want to keep him. Uh, Mike Dunleavy was asked, Joe Lake was asked about the futures of Jonathan Kaminga and Jordan Poole. And while he said all the right things, it wasn't nearly as convincing as it was 
with Draymond Green. So if you sign Draymond Green, and this is the big question, and this wasn't answered because Joe Lacob doesn't like to answer this question, but every single year it's, I won't go past this threshold. I won't go past this threshold financially. I won't go past this threshold. Well, every single time that's been said, Joe Lacob has blown through that threshold. And now if you sign Draymond Green to say 3-90 and 90 maximum, but I think it's going to be closer to 3-75, and 75, but let's just say for the sake of conversation, he gets pushed and has to go like $30 million a year on Draymond, do you then have to move Jordan Poole and his $124 million contract that comes in this year? And everybody was screaming and yelling at me today on, uh, on Twitter and a bunch of different social media ways because I just brought up the Sham Sharania uh, report that uh, Chris Paul, that the Warriors were talking to Chris Paul. It would make sense for them to talk to Chris Paul and possibly trade like a, even a Jordan Poole. And I know you don't love that trade because Paul's 38, but you have to think of the business side. Because at some point, Joe Lacob is going to say, enough, my wallet is not dry, I'm fine, but I'm not going to do this anymore. And Chris Paul's got $25 million that's guaranteed him this upcoming season, then has $30 million that's non-guaranteed the next year. And Jordan Poole has $124 million over the next four years that is 100% guaranteed. The tax bill on that times, what, three, four for the Warriors? So now Jordan Poole's worth, what, three or $400 million? No, he's not. So... If they decide as a collaborative effort that Jordan Poole's not worth that kind of money, they're going to probably look at somebody who has a shorter-term deal because every dollar that they save is times like three or four. And that's a lot of money, even for Joe Lacob, even for this team, even though he has at every threshold blown right by it. And this year, if they don't trade anybody and they sign Draymond Green to a, a contract in the range that I'm talking about, then they're looking at about a $500 million Payroll plus tax bill, $500 million. Can he pay it? Sure. But they normally, these, these owners only pay it when they believe they're a championship contender. If I look at the Western Conference and I say, hey, all due respect to Denver, I think that the Western Conference is wide open. Phoenix makes the Beal deal. That's a nice deal, but they have five players under contract right now. They have Kevin Durant. They have Bradley Beal. They have uh, Booker. They have uh, Aiton, who a lot of people think is going to be traded so that they can get more assets, spread his money out over maybe three or four players or two or three players. That's probably going to happen because they are dissatisfied with him. But still, they are very top-heavy, are the Suns. So would they be the favorites? I'd still go Denver. I might put the Suns after that. And then I'd probably put the Warriors after that. But let's see what the Warriors do. It wasn't convincing to me from Mike Dunleavy's lips that they are keeping both Kaminga and Poole. And you've got, I, I understand what you're saying, and you're thinking to yourself, you're nuts, but there's a basketball side of this thing, and there's a financial side of this thing. And if the Warriors decide that the, the financial side is not going to work and they're going to sign Draymond Green, someone's got to go. And the one that's glaring is Jordan Poole, $124 million. That contract kicks in this year over four years. Times that by the tax penalties, and it becomes absolutely ridiculous. Now, maybe it's Kaminga who moves. Maybe it's somebody else who moves. Maybe it's smaller moves. Maybe it's Peyton Jr. He's got some money left on his contract. And remember, that was too rich for the Warriors' blood last offseason. So they were desperate enough in the Wiseman trade to get Peyton, uh, Peyton the second back. Is that going to be something that gets moved? I would imagine someone has to move if Draymond Green is going to get the contract in the 75 to 90 million over three years. And if it goes to four years or five years, which I don't think it will, but if it does and somehow they get forced to that direction, then definitely somebody's got to move. So give me your thoughts on all of that. There's a financial side. There's a basketball side. The whole point of this whole thing is Draymond Green's not going anywhere. I just don't see it. 
The teams that have salary cap space aren't good, and the teams that they would do a signing trade with that would really appeal to Draymond Green, the Lakers, the Kings, teams like that with connections, they're in the Warriors' division. They're not going to do that. One more look at the teams with salary cap space. There's these teams, Houston, Indiana, Detroit, San Antonio, Orlando, OKC, Utah. Those are the teams with enough space to just flat-out sign Draymond Green. He's not going to one of those teams. He wants to win too much. And I know the Pistons are on that list. He's going to go home. Just don't see it. So give me your thoughts. That is Unleashed with me, John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco. Thoughts, questions, comments, you don't have to agree. At John Lund Radio, mostly on Twitter, but I'm on Instagram and TikTok as well. So hit me up in any of those places. Put your comments. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, put your comments right underneath the show, and I will get back to all of those as well. Remember, as I did a few uh, a few podcasts ago, prioritize your health. I had a colon cancer scare, man. I want you around. Prioritize your health. Get checked out. All those kind of things. Listen to tomorrow, Tuesday on KNBR from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. of the voice of the 49ers, Greg Papa. It is Unleashed with me, John Lund, from KNBR Radio in San Francisco, only on the Locked On Podcast Network.